0: Turn your Bibles to the 23rd Psalm this morning. Uh, I'm going to start a series in the 23rd Psalm. I've never preached a series in the 23rd Psalm, but this morning we're going to start Psalm 23. And as you're turning there, two men were talking, and those two men will absolutely remain nameless, Ken. The one man said, every once in a while, my wife puts on one of those mud packs. The other man says, does it improve her looks? He said, only for a few days, and then she takes the mud off. Can really? It's a Valentine's joke, right? No, maybe not. Amen. 23rd Psalm, anyhow. Uh, I shall not want. So here's a question. Do you know anyone who is 100% satisfied, 100%. I mean, they have no worries whatsoever, no desires whatsoever. Now, this satisfaction doesn't just uh, stop with money either. It includes fame, recognition, lust, even love. Think about that. In the flesh, we talk about the flesh, we're talking about this body. We also talk about the mind and even our heart. There are hungers. There are desires in our flesh that we seek to satisfy, don't we? Amen? But we never do it. We always fall short. Now, there's no doubt there are times where we have, you know, some we experience some temporary periods of satisfaction, But over time, they diminish and they fail. That's because they are only temporary. Now, if I stop there, that'd be pretty grim, wouldn't it? Amen? But praise God, there is a way to experience pure satisfaction. A satisfaction that will never, ever fail. And we're going to look into God's word this morning. And we're going to uncover this treasure. Psalm 23, let's start right at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The beautiful 23rd Psalm. Now I want to start this message with a warning. You see, there is a danger in this passage. That danger is the fact that we are all so familiar with it. And as we read through these beautiful verses, sometimes that familiarity, because we are on such familiar ground, we just kind of glance over the verses. We've heard them so many times. We, you know, A lot of us have this psalm uh, memorized. And it's just so familiar when we hear it over and over. We kind of just glance over these words. Now what we have to remember or, or be reminded of. Is that it is so familiar. Because it is one of the most precious gems in all of the Bible. Amen. It is magnificently true. It is divinely inspired. It is one of the most well known and one of the most quoted pieces of scripture in all of God's word. And for good measure, amen? The 23rd Psalm, we're very familiar with it. Now, this morning, we're just going to start with verse 1. In verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. Now, notice that it's the Lord, not a Lord. Not some Lord, but the Lord. Amen? Now, when David wrote this psalm, the Egyptians had 360 primary gods that they worshipped. One for each day of their calendar. 360 primary gods. They had other small gods, but 360 primary gods. We could spend weeks, months even, considering the God. Amen? Just the Lord. Considering just the word, the Lord, we could spend weeks and months. The great, sovereign, eternal God who rules over all. So we see here David starts, the Lord is. Think about that. The Lord is. The Lord always has been is, and the Lord will always be is. This is talking about the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He is the eternal unchanging, immutable, holy God. We could spend days just talking about that two-letter word is when we're talking about Christ. Then we see David goes on. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. And then another little two-letter word, that two-letter word my. We could spend all day just considering that word, my, when we're talking about Jesus Christ and how it refers to to that that close, sweet, personal relationship that we have with our precious Savior. Amen. So let's get back to our original thought. Let's dig deep into this verse and find God's formula for true and lasting satisfaction. Amen. Amen. So the first thing I want us to consider is the Lord. Sovereign God. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, in your Bible, if you'll notice, the word Lord is in all caps. Some of you may know, some of you may not. But when when it's in all caps, it tells us that it's the most sacred Old Testament name used for God. It's the word Jehovah. And David is saying, the Lord Jehovah Jehovah is my shepherd, Jehovah, the self-existent one, the one with no beginning, the one with no ending. He is the great I am. David declared, the Lord Jehovah, the great sovereign, is my shepherd. The Lord Jehovah God, the great creator, the very one who set the sun on fire and he put the stars, the moon, and all the planets in their places. The Lord Jehovah. The very one who paints the fields with flowers. And the morning sky, the sunrise, and the evening sky with the sunset. David said, that's the one whom I'm declaring here is my shepherd. Amen. Second thing I want us to see is the Lord our shepherd. Sovereign God first and foremost, but now we see he said, the Lord Jehovah is my shepherd. You notice the contrast here. He goes from the great sovereign to the good shepherd. The Jehovah of the Old Testament is the same Jesus Christ Christ, Of the New Testament. Amen. We need to make sure we understand that. Jehovah speaks of his magnificent deity. And shepherd speaks of his humble humanity. The Lord. Sovereign God. Jehovah. Is my shepherd. This reveals both his deity. And his humanity. In Christ. We have both sovereignty and sympathy. Amen. A king and a shepherd. The God, you know, who is able, and the shepherd who is available. Amen. We have sovereign God who's absolutely able, all mixed in into the shepherd who is 100% available. The God in heaven and the shepherd in our hearts. Amen. In John chapter 10, Jesus unlocks the mystery of this 23rd Psalm. In John 10, he said, I am the good shepherd. He was saying, if you want to know who David was talking about in that 23rd Psalm, I am. Amen? He said, I am the good shepherd. Jesus is described as a shepherd in in three separate uh, places in the New Testament. First, in John 10, as we we talked about, if you want to turn your Bibles there, John 10, verse 11, he's referred to as the good shepherd. Jesus declared, he said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Those Jewish leaders, the Roman soldiers, they did not kill Jesus Christ, amen? Jesus willingly went to Calvary. Jesus willingly laid down his life. He gave his life for the sheep, the Bible tells us here. Verse 18, Jesus said, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. You see, it wasn't spikes that held Jesus to the cross. It was his unconditional love for you and for me. Amen? Jesus understood when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying and he was in such deep despair, not because of the pain and suffering of the cross. He was in deep despair because he knew that he, sovereign and holy God, a just God, would have to become sin for us. And it's because of that unconditional love that he has for us, that's why he stayed on that cross. Amen? Now, it's quite common for sheep to give their lives for the shepherd. Amen? That's how they eat. The sheep often give their lives for the shepherd, to feed the shepherds. But whoever heard of a shepherd giving his life for the sheep? That's unheard of. How unthinkable that sovereign God, the creator of all, would die for sinful man, you and me. It's unimaginable. Jesus is the good shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep as he declared. No one took his life from him. He laid it down of himself. And he didn't just die for the sheep. He paid their entire sin debt with his life. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. That means the payment, the just reward, the just payment for sin is death. The wages of sin is death. And that's exactly what Jesus paid in full for you and for me. You see, your sins will either be pardoned in Jesus Christ or punished in hell. One of the two. Sins will never, ever be overlooked. Amen? First, he's called the Good Shepherd. If you turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 13, here we see he's called the Great Shepherd. Now, may the peace of God who brought up I want you to catch that. The peace of God who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of his everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, in John chapter 10, Jesus is the good shepherd who died for his sheep. Now we see he is the great shepherd who arose for his sheep. Amen? Do you see that? This speaks of his glorious resurrection. Think about it. What good is a dead shepherd? Amen? How much can a dead shepherd accomplish? Not much at all. Right? In Isaiah chapter 53, <coughs> in verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. You see, on Calvary, Jesus took and he bore the penalty of sin. But it wasn't until he arose from the grave, it wasn't until he conquered death, that he destroyed the power of sin, the power of death, the power of hell over us. Amen? On Calvary paid the penalty of sin, but it wasn't until he arose from the dead that he destroyed the power of sin. It's good that he died for us. Amen? But it is great. That he lives for us. Praise God. Jesus is also called the chief shepherd. So he's called the good shepherd, the great shepherd. In 1 Peter chapter 5, he's called the chief chief shepherd. When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. This is talking about the rapture. This is talking about the time when Jesus gathers up his sheep at the rapture, and he takes them to glory, and those who are faithful will receive the crown of glory. Amen? And the crown of life. As a good shepherd, Jesus paid the penalty of sin. As the great shepherd, Jesus arose and overcame the power of sin. And here we see, as the chief shepherd... He will come and remove from us the presence of sin. Amen. He paid the penalty of sin as the good shepherd. He removed the power of sin as the great shepherd. But when he comes as the chief shepherd, he will gather us up. We will all get a new glorified body. And no more will sin be in the presence of our body any longer. Amen. And the more I see what's going on in the world, that day is ever on our doorstep. Amen. That chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, he is poised, he is ready, he is waiting for that trumpet to sound for him to come and gather up his sheep. The question is, are you ready? Amen. Are you ready? Let me show you another hidden gem in the the Bible. We're in Psalm 23. Psalm 22, Psalm 23, and Psalm 24 are known as the Psalm Trinity. Psalm 22, 23, and 24. In Psalm 22, it describes Jesus' crucifixion in great detail. Again, these are hundreds of years before it even happened. Psalm 22 describes Jesus' crucifixion in a very vivid description as if you were there at the foot of Calvary's cross. It speaks of those soldiers gambling for his clothes, the words that that he cries out on the cross, and the piercing of his hands and his feet. This all speaks of the good shepherd that laid down his life for the sheep that paid the penalty of sin for his sheep. Then we see we're we're here in Psalm 23. We see the great shepherd, the risen Lord leading his sheep. Right in the middle of this Psalm Trinity is, is Psalm 23. Now in Psalm 24, it depicts the chief shepherd as he returns for his sheep. I'll give you a little sample of Psalm 24. Skip it down to verse 7. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory Selah. Beautiful picture of the chief shepherd. In these three psalms, we see Jesus as the good shepherd, the great shepherd, and the chief shepherd. You see how magnificent the word of God just completely fits together like a puzzle. If you take the time to just unravel those layers, it's kind of like an onion. You unravel one layer, and what do you have? You're stuck with another layer, and you go layer after layer after layer. But one thing you always see under every single letter, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. This psalm trinity depicts the three shepherds that Christ portrays. Now let's go back to the main point of this message. The key to true and everlasting satisfaction is found right here in this 23rd psalm. Go back to verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. David declared, The Lord Jehovah, Jesus Christ, is my shepherd, and because that is so, I shall not want. Amen. I shall not want. Jesus is my shepherd. He fills my every single need. That's what David is declaring. We need to understand that Jesus Christ, being our shepherd, is the only way that we can experience true satisfaction. Amen? We may experience short-term, short-lived satisfaction here and there, but we will never experience true satisfaction never failing satisfaction until we can declare from the bottom of our heart that Jesus Christ is my shepherd. Amen? Listen, it's, it's much deeper than just reading it. It's much deeper than just saying it with our lips. Amen? This psalm means nothing if we just skim over the words. We have to get deep down inside of it. You have to believe with all of your heart and live it. Amen? That's the only way to proclaim, I shall not want. Your needs will never be met until they're met in Jesus Christ. Amen? The Lord Jesus Christ is my shepherd. Things and stuff, they're never going to satisfy, only Christ. The 37th Psalm, verse 4. Very well-known psalm. Most of us have heard it over and over, but I want us to make sure we understand it. Delight yourself also in the Lord... And, she, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. What does that mean? Does it mean that if I love Jesus Christ, I can have a mansion and a Mercedes? Isn't that what it says? It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Not at all. We need to understand that it means when we delight ourselves in the Lord Jesus Christ, when we can truly declare that Jesus is my shepherd, then the desires of our heart will be met. Why? Because it's then that Jesus becomes the desire of our heart. Amen. When Jesus Christ is truly our shepherd, that means he is the desire of our heart. Not the things in this world, not all those temporary things. But our desire becomes eternal things in Jesus Christ. That's what this verse is all about. He is the only one that can fill that void inside of us. It's in Jesus Christ that that we live, that we move, that that we have our being, the Bible tells us. Do you want true and lasting satisfaction? Isn't that what we all seek every day, right? We wake up every day and and we try try to be satisfied. But if we truly desire true satisfaction, then we have to declare from the bottom of our heart that the Lord Jesus Christ is my shepherd. Amen. I want to close with with another hidden gem in this beautiful psalm. Go back to the 23rd psalm here. In the Old Testament, there's multiple occasions where we find the names of God where where God will take the name Jehovah and he will pair it with another name. And those two names give us a, a, a better understanding of his character. And in this beautiful psalm, there are seven examples of the names of God. Let me explain a little closer. jehovah Ra means the Lord, my shepherd. Jehovah-Jireh means the Lord, my provider. That's found in Genesis chapter 22. Jehovah-Rapha, the Lord, my healer. That's found in Exodus. We also see it in the New Testament. Jesus Christ, the great physician. Jehovah-Rapha. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord my peace. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness. Jehovah Shama, the Lord is ever or always present. Jehovah Nissi, it's actually the root of our daughter na- uh, name, Elissa. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner. Seven names of God. Now here's the blessing. Look at the 23rd Psalm. Verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, Jehovah-Ra. I shall not want Jehovah-Jireh. Verse 3. He restores my soul. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. Jehovah Rapha. He leads me in the paths of righteousness righteousness sake. He leads me beside the still waters. He makes me lie down in the green pastures. That is Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is my peace. The still waters, the green pastures, those are pictures of peace. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Jehovah Sidkenu, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is always or ever present. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. Beautiful picture. All the names of God. Jehovah, the sovereign God. Jehovah, Jesus Christ, our shepherd, is all over this 23rd Psalm. The Lord Jesus Christ is truly our all in all if we understand, if we truly dig into the beauty of this psalm. Amen. He is our all in all. But the question is, do you know him? Not just know who he is. Not just know the Bible stories about him. But his desire is to have a close intimate, and personal relationship with you. And the question is, do you know him? Can you wake up every morning and declare, Jesus Christ, Lord Jehovah, you are my shepherd. And all that you promise in that 23rd Psalm, they are mine today and every day. Is the shepherd, Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? If not, I hope and pray you make that decision today.